To Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 251. And today we're going to be bringing you some Brazilian treats from the horror underground. And that is Our Evil from 2017 and Skull the Mask from 2020. That's on Shudder now. The other one you can find on Tubi. Yep, that's Which, how we watched it. Yep, we watched it on there. It's actually a pretty unknown film for the most part, but a few people I know know it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just thought it would be interesting to go off and find some different things that we don't normally do, which is, you know, pick a country and find some horror movies. And it just so happened to be Brazil. But that's where we ended up. So we're going to go over those movies in a little bit. But Christina, how are you doing? What's going on? Oh, I'm okay. Got a lot of personal stuff going on, you know. Oh, bad stuff, huh? Getting the things done. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Why even say it? How are you doing? I'm doing much better than that, and I don't even know what you're fucking talking about, and I live with you. (laughs) Jesus. Got a lot of personal problems with you and uh, your attitude lately, but I can't say that on the podcast, but I'm going to allude to it anyway. I bite my tongue. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, so you're going to have to fill me in later. Okay. So everything's pretty bad right now for you, huh? I'm falling apart. (laughs) Well, I watched a fucking movie this morning uh, before recording this because we're recording a day earlier than we normally do. We usually record on Saturdays, but we have a funeral to attend tomorrow. So we are doing the episode on Friday. I watched, what was it? The Malignant Malignant by James Wan. I didn't watch it. Holy shit, guys. When we talk about those movies that you're like, man, don't you wish that these shitty ideas had more money? Well, <laughs> you may find it in the malignant, but you'll have to check my review to see for sure. Because... You also watched uh, Martyr's Lane. Oh, yeah, Martyr's Shutter. Lane, which was a little bit of a disappointment for me. So, But you can watch the review on YouTube. Yeah, check those reviews out. It helps us out with the algorithms. If you like, comment, all that other shit. Um, but yeah. We're excited a little bit about Voidtober, although we're kind of like piecing it together right now, guys. So, And thanks for everybody who has um, sent us suggestions. It was a punk robot on Instagram. Yep. She has a number after it, doesn't she? I don't she know. She does. Fuck. It's 82, 80-something. 80 so, God damn it, Christina. You got your phone. 80- <laughs> we have the technology, Christina. 
You always yell at me when I'm on my phone. <laughs> anyway, uh, Punk Robot suggested that to us to watch Antrim, so we're probably going to add that to the list in some regard. Whether we watch it with you, whether we do it for the podcast, or whether we do it for the YouTube, Voidtober is going to be a big thing. Um, maybe next year we'll do a little bit of like a uh, vote uh, th- system where we, in September, we we ask you guys how you know like which movies we should do that we haven't done in the past, or we just pick a bunch and then have. Have you vote on the top, you know, eight out of however many that we have? Well, we're picking this year, so you'll just have to deal. Yeah, we just try to like kind of pick some movies that we really want to see or we think that would be fun to watch and mix it up. Like we have so, a we Japanese have a huge, or is a, a Korean movie? We have a huge list. Yeah, we have on. a really huge list. Yeah. It's not the size of the list, Christina. It's how it's you the size of the list. It's how you watch it. It's the size of, we need options, okay? <laughs> we need options. I'm excited. I wanted to pick some from like, you know, like some of the big slashers like Friday the 13th. I did it. I was wanted to pick vampire movies. And she keeps interrupting me. <laughs> uh Freddy Krueger movies. Um a couple other things. I don't know. Just some stuff that I thought would be fun. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of work, though. That's the thing. It's like I have to do regular reviews while doing that on YouTube as well. So yep. it's going to be interesting. So, and it's but Halloween season. So I hope you guys are getting jazzed up for it. We'll have a video up for you within the next couple of weeks before October hits, obviously, so that you'll know what to expect and like the whole fucking, you know, schedule and everything like that. So and thank goodness that Halloween Kills is going to be on Paramount Plus and not just in the theater. It's not. It's on Peacock or oh, Peacock. Yeah, so if you Sorry. guys have a subscription to, to Peacock, it will come out the same day on VOD on Peacock for the subscription as it will in the theater the same day. Just found that out. Yeah. Are you sure it's not Paranormal Mount Plus? Look it up. Look it up. Halloween Kills going to theatrical day and date on Peacock. Oh, I apologize. That's just Booyah! It's just so weird because Peacock is such like a random free streaming Whatever. service. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the highest bidder, man. Yes, yeah, true. Fuck it. So I'm I'm happy about that. I've actually kind of I gotten used to watching movies at home and I still don't feel like 100% comfortable going out. You guys can laugh all you want about that, but you know, Christina has an uh, affected immune system and I do too, so mm-hmm. we really don't like to fuck with it. Yeah. You know? right. it's Even if we did feel comfortable with it, there would still be that little bit of you know yeah wait in yeah. the back of your head it's kind of like watching a movie with a snake behind you <laughs> you really just don't want to do it but if you want to go that's fine yeah, like, have, have at you it you know we don't give go a fuck. Rub, rub your faces all over corona dicks and shit like that whatever <laughs> get corona all over your balls and mouth like <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm fucking around <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Halloween Kills, I'm excited for that. So we'll be doing that on YouTube, I think, uh, in, in lieu of, of Voidtober. So you're going to want to check on that. We might, maybe we'll do like a spoiler uh, review of that on YouTube as well between me and you. I think I asked you, didn't I? Yeah, I said yes. So Christina's <laughs> going to do it with me. I want to get you some, some of you guys over to the YouTube and some of the YouTube people over to the podcast. Anyway, so I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! Alright guys, so this week we decided to pick the mask 
well, Skull, the mask. The mask. <laughs> as the horror shot for this theme's week, for this week's theme. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's called The Mask of Anhanga. Anahanga? Anhanga. Anhanga. I can't say it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's basically what they call Anhanga. I have some history on this stuff. Ooh. Yeah, I did a little digging around in the Brazilian uh, libraries. It's like real. Into the archives we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Wikipedia. <laughs> into, I'm sorry. Into the Wikipedia archives <laughs> we go. Oh, wait, wait, not yet. We got to do the horse shot first. So, yeah, Christina actually came up with the shot. She really has taken pride in making these now, right. which I kind of like because, like, I'm so absent minded all the time. So, Christina's like the manager. Oh, of, I appreciate that. She, like, makes me remember stuff. But when she forgets, then the whole world falls apart. So, right. But she didn't this week. So, no, <laughs> no I wrote it down. <laughs> So what's in this shot, Christina? All right. So first you want to start off with some hot sauce. You put a few dabs at the bottom. Okay. Right? And then you pour in a half a half an ounce of triple sec. Okay. Right? And then a half an ounce of vodka. So it's almost like a kamikaze shot, but it's Without with hot the lime. sauce. Yeah, with hot sauce. Hmm. So that's what we got going on today. For the mask yeah, of with- unhunger. <laughs> So, all right. It looks like an orange color. Is that because of the... Sh- the hot sauce. The hot sauce. Okay. I'm going to stir it around and a little bit. And to be honest, it's been sitting here for a while. It's percolating. <laughs> yes. It's fermenting. It's fer- <laughs> fermenting in the heat of Arizona. Delicious. Cheers. 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 Oof. Oof. Strong. It's like a spicy orange. Oh, it's really... Oh, it, it is. Oh. Yeah, okay. My my body's tingling. My nipples are poking through my shirt like fucking razors. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> oh, they're dripping milk now too. <laughs> she the way she looked at me was what made me laugh. The biggest eye roll. Oh. <laughs> oh, it burns. No, you like paused for a second. Like what the fuck? <laughs> That's the well, best. it's because I was trying to down the rest of the shot. I'm Ooh. not really into the shot that much, but it's not bad. I'm not into it's it. Just, it's just kind of like a two-tier it's shot. A, it yeah. feels like there's like two fucking emotions going on while you're drinking a drink. It, I think it's too much triple set, but whatever. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Burns. Maybe a couple dabs. No, I did like three, four dabs. That's a lot. So maybe it's just two. Yeah, make sure you use it's, the hottest hot sauce that you can use too, by the way. It's fucking tapatio. It's not even like hot sauce. All right, well, it's, you know. We, <laughs> we can't even take the tapatio anymore. I can take a lot of heat. You, can, you can't even eat ketchup. You're like, fine. <laughs> ketchup. You're whiter than I am. <laughs> Anyway, if you would like to try the mask of unhunger, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of our evil from 2017 and skull the mask from 2020. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Right, Christina did the work on our evil, so go ahead and kick it off. A man carrying an old secret has to make some life-ending plans in order to save mankind. 
Mm, what a noble cause. Yes. There's no tagline for this movie. We also had to come up with our own synopsis of this movie because every single description yeah. of this movie was spoilerific. Do like, not read oh, the IMDb fucking synopsis. We made that one up ourselves. Please don't. You'll ruin the movie for you. And I actually read It the was a synopsis. better experience for me than it was for Christina. And she was still shocked. She was still surprised. Mm-hmm. But it's a better experience. Trust us. Right. Trust us. All right. This was... This was written and directed by Samuel Galley. Galley? And this is the only movie he's done. Yeah. Like ever. Uh, it's pretty much everybody in the fucking film. Yes, exactly. Every actor, I'll read off their names, but this is the only movies they've ever, well, that's ever been credited on the internet. Right. That's, I'll Just say, that. say their names and what they've done. All right. There are a lot of these, and, I, and I'll explain who the director is, why he did it, all that other stuff in the trivia. Okay. So it'll be interesting. I did, I did have to do some digging for that, uh, but it's pretty cool. Adamir Estevez plays Arthur. Mm-hmm. The main character, uh, Ricardo Casella, plays Charles, and he was also in a movie called Benji Lucas from 2016. Oh, okay, so he did do a movie. Okay, yeah, he's the only one. And then we have Anthony Mello who plays the clown. Mm-hmm. Then we have Laura Pepita who plays Michelle, mm-hmm. the daughter, and then Fernando Cardos who plays young Arthur okay. when they do the flashbacks. Sweet. Yeah. Those are the actors. That is <laughs> that all. Was, that is all I have. That was the quickest uh, thing that we've we ever done. We should do more movies like this. Yeah. <laughs> Less work for you. Woohoo! Yeah. You lazy piece of. <laughs> I should have. Uh, I should have done the other movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't even know you were doing this one, but. Yeah. So, Alex, what did you think of our evil? Well, thank you for asking, Christina. <laughs> You're very I didn't have to tell her to ask me at <laughs> all. <laughs> so recently I was going through my list of movies that I keep. I have like tons of lists, guys, which is just so I don't think you understand how weird that is for me. Oh, to actually <laughs> like, have a, lists. Yeah. As a human being and as an Alex that I am, that I've always been, the list thing has become kind of like my thing now. Some of my lists are a little disorganized, and I found an old list <laughs> that I had forgotten about. And on this old list, it had our evil. And I was like, wait, I don't recall this movie. What is this? Well, I said it was worth checking out in the future. Maybe I should check it out. <laughs> so I looked up the trailer, watched it, and I was like, okay, we need to watch this. So we added it to this week's episode. It's not a bad movie at all, but it is a very, very, very indie film with a lot of potential. It's, in fact, I think it's pretty damn good, actually. The guy who who's never done anything before this just decided to make a movie and, you know, obviously it's got a slower pace. Sometimes people will say that a lot of people do that as a flaw when they're first starting up or they go too fast. It's like a thing that just, you know, people do when they're making movies and stuff like that because they don't take the time or they do it too fast. Mm-hmm. He is really good at making this pace that makes you soak in the movie while you're watching it, even without words. Uh, A lot of people are going to probably say it's too slow for them. And I honestly was, I'm pretty picky about that stuff, to be honest with you. But there's enough going on in the scenes that this movie has that it makes you kind of wonder what is going on. And your curiosity is peaked for a very, very, very long time. For more than half the movie, even. It's about, about the first third, at least, right? Right. 
there's a lot of subtle movements in this slow sort of atmospheric build that he has that the the director really kind of forces you to to be pulled in in a lot of ways it makes you soak up every single moment to kind of better understand the mystery of why this certain thing is happening because they don't have any talking literally for the first 20 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. which you know it's weird it's a risk it's a risk as a movie maker right but he wanted to do something different and i i honestly think it really works it will all course pay off by the end you hope and i think it does for the most part here in this movie but right off the bat you get this feeling like there's something really bad that's about to happen and that's what lures you in that's what lured me in anyway and this man is like it's like he's up to no good he's doing something on the internet you're like okay what the fuck are you looking up mr weirdo why are you so on the dark net you're automatically just making judgments about a person like immediately and this is the kind of geniusness of it because it kind of flips the script on you in a way later on it feels kind of like a short film like somebody who would make a short film to try to stretch it out you know mm-hmm. to make it sort of girthy and longer than it would normally be And I'm sure a lot of people are going to feel that way. But I honestly think they did a really good job. And the acting isn't, you know, necessarily spectacular, but you could definitely tell that he was directing them how to act in each and every one of these scenes. And I found out later that I was 100% right about that, by the way, Um, which I'll get into more on that later. But. This one's about a strange man who you follow, who takes you on some depraved places. He has to hire somebody to do some very evil deeds, but you don't know why or for what reason. Like, you don't know what's going on and where it goes is pretty wild. And it's it's not too bad of a story overall. I think he knew his film very well and it shows in the final product. While the budget and the story isn't like ginormous, it has a decent effort in a story and it still keeps you guessing all the way to the end. And you may catch on eventually, but the treats you get are pretty fucking brutal. Like there was a shocking moment in this movie that got my attention. Like, like I was like waiting and waiting and waiting and bam, I was like, okay, now you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> like big time. Plus the score for this, like the music that they used in it, I thought was really good. It was a good use of score as well. It kind of blends everything together. They have these very long scenes where people are together with certain things. Some of it is kind of like tragic and fucked up. And some of it is kind of sad and like revealing and kind of uh, heartfelt. It's weird. There's a lot in here. Um, I definitely does not shy away from any unpleasantness. However, it didn't go as far as I thought it might go in a particular scene, which I was very glad to find out that it didn't, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> Because a lot of these movies tend to go that way when you watch them. Right. And it didn't. I was like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will shake you, which which I think really adds to the movie. And it may be a small film that not a lot of people know about, but I think it packs a pretty good punch. Even if it takes some time to get to it, it definitely will take its time. So just understand that this is not a fast-paced movie. You're really just kind of going for the ride. It's very well shot. For someone that's never shot before, that went to school once, you know, to go study this stuff, he did a damn good job. And I'm pretty impressed with that. All in all, it's a slower movie that many will struggle to kind of lock in on. But if you do, you'll pick up the atmosphere right away. And I think you'll be rewarded with a very decently shot and acted shocking and interesting story. I think you should give it a try. I would give this probably a 6.5, maybe even a 7, considering that this is a very shoestring budget indie. Like it was made on nothing. And it's his first movie. But I think with a few more movies, this guy could do really well if he had more money and he, you know, had more support. He could make better movies and probably tighten up some areas that you might have found boring. Right. 
So, but it is up on Tubi for free now. I think you should at least check it out if you're not, if you're okay with a little bit of a slow burn. Christina, what do you think? And yeah. The whole time she's staring at me like I'm a fucking asshole, no, by the way. No, I was, I was more like, <laughs> oh God, I did not, I, I don't agree. <laughs> That's fine. That's what, what we're doing here for. I know, but this was a slow burn. Right. It was, it was. And it you was, don't give those a fair chance. It was hard. Well, so- <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, the ones that do suck me in or, or get stuck in my mind. Yeah. But um, even this... some of the best slow burn movies I've ever seen, you struggle to get through. Yeah, exactly. This is kind of one of them. I mean, the, the story was interesting. It was a very interesting, it was disturbing story. But I just don't think it was executed well enough. I think there's I mean, greatness it been, in it. It could have been because of what you said, the budget or, or whatnot. But like, it was shot really well. The music was really well. The music was well. It was really well. (laughs) But I did think it was just, it was too dragged out for me to where I lost interest. So when all the twists and turns started happening, to me, like when that happens, it's not as impactful as in just like uh, the pacing, a regular pacing of Uh, a movie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, it is really slow, guys, but there is some really good nuggets in there. I would would recommend people watch it, like at least for the story, because it is shocking. It really is a kind of a, a sh- it's it. I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard the, of anything like it. The wind up for that shocking moment was so fucking it, like that was good, and it was slow. That that's what got me, and that's why I was like, wow, that was really kind of executed really well because they had me right there, right, and they were about to lose me. <laughs> but when the explanation, I won't spoil anything, started, like, it, you know, it was just dragged out and I just, I lost interest. Sure. I d- and the main character, him as an actor, mm-hmm. like, I could see it working, but th- there was just... He's actually, I, by the way, that guy's a real spiritualist. Oh, okay. Well, now Legit. it kind of makes sense. Because at first, I kept thinking about it because he was just like emotionless but i knew he had to be emotionless because of the things that were going on but to but it kind of it kind of threw me back like it was bad acting Hmm. it's understandable i mean i I, there's so much i want to say that i can't say right now one because it's spoilerific and two it's in my trivia and i don't want to waste that well let's get to the trivia i gave it a four out of ten i mean that's totally fine i expected that from you yeah exactly because it was it was just too slow it was just too slow i honestly think if you're okay with slow burns i think you should give it a shot it's not going to be the most amazing movie you've ever seen but for, but for someone that's never, ever fucking picked up a camera before and just decided one day to do it and went to a theater full of people and decided to ask them to do the movie. Right. Pretty fucking awesome. Like, this is unheard of. Like, people doing this well like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I don't know. Have you heard of this movie? Have you seen this movie? Are you interested in seeing the movie? We always include the trailers below. So if you ever want to check those out and if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to get into our trivia and spoiler section, which we also have the timestamps down below where you can check this, check out the next movie spoiler free. So you don't ruin anything for this movie. But if you do want to check it out, like I said, it's up on Tubi TV right now, so you can watch it for free with ads. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. All right, guys. So the trivia on this, the director actually trained the actors in this movie. He said oh. that they were all theater actors mm-hmm. and he had to sit down for about three months to go over their parts with them. Oh, uh, well, I could see the clown 
is he's totally a theater actor. Probably. I mean, he's sitting in a chair a lot, but you know, that's on stage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were really well rehearsed. Obviously, you need to know your shit when you're explaining that to other people to train them to do it. Mm. You might not have that luxury on another film, but he took people who were not used to making movies mm-hmm. and turned them into movie actors. So, subtleties that they did were important in the movie. You know Makes what I sense, mean? Makes sense, yeah. Uh, the director also said that the movie is is essentially about why you are here, why you were living, and maybe when you find out here on Earth, the consequences are not exactly what you think. So yeah, in I other didn't words, get that. <laughs> well, yeah, but I did. I kind of understood it because he's like saying that because in the movie, and you know, if you haven't listened seen the movie, I highly urge you. I'm going to spoil it right now by saying what I'm about to say. So I'm just letting you know he wants to kill himself in this movie Mm -hmm. and he because he didn't he was able to save all these lives Mm -hmm. even though he ended up killing himself in the end to prevent her soul being taken right do you know what i mean right so he's i think what he was trying to say is that it's worth living to try to push through sometimes because you know good and bad things happen no matter what choice you make in your life Okay. In his own words but he's you know english isn't his first language so i'm sure he didn't explain it yeah Um, the director also said that he was a a lawyer. Well, he is. Oh. He also owned a restaurant. Oh, wow. And he said he got really bored with the day-to-day stuff that he had to do for both of those things. And he just said, Mm -hmm. you know what? I want to learn how to do film. So he went to the United States to study cinema. Mm -hmm. And when he was done, he came back and he decided to make a movie. And he personally chose horror because he likes how much creativity, how much room for creativity that it gives you. Oh, I can see that. Which a lot of people do, you know. And he pretty much did everything. He produced, he, he you know, edited, he did everything for this movie. Like anything you could think of on a film, he did it. Wow. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of dedication. Totally. For as much work as you got to do and how much dedication you need to do that kind of thing Mm. he said that the worst part was probably the post-process so after everything because it's just so long and tedious Mm -hmm. um he's like doing it is a fucking blast so he also said that his first hero was freddy krueger hero yeah plus he was inspired by a lot of horror french films because in brazil horror is not a big thing okay like they've had you know movies come to brazil that are horror movies Mm -hmm. but they're usually all the mainstream movies that you would normally get only they don't produce it there's no like independent film scene there okay do you see what i'm saying like not like you would anywhere else right so he was like, especially for horror, he means, you and know what I mean? that's why he had to fund it and everything himself, right. probably. He said comedies and dramas are like the big ones. Mm-hmm. He said, but anything else in between, there's no independent level. It's all like mainstream or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and that comes with movies that are coming in for the theater or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is why he wanted to sell his movie internationally so that he could get you know, more note, you know, notoriety. Right. And a lot of people liked it. He actually won right. some awards and some nominations and things for this movie. But he said he was writing a secondary script. Uh, we didn't, he didn't say what it was, but I would like to see it. I would like to give him a shot. Mm-hmm. I think he's got potential. I think he has a very artistic touch that he does with his films. I mean, the end of the movie is with a demon. Right. And he did it better than Rob Zombie could. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I see that. Like Rob Zombie in, what was that movie? The... 
Lords of Salem? Yes. Mm-hmm. He had that fucking little person walking around. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was like, what are you doing, Rob? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't dislike Rob, by the way. I like his movies. Oh, of course. But that one in particular really just kind of, I don't know what it is. That one we have to rewatch because I think we only watched it once. We'll have to rewatch it. We've never reviewed it. So we'll have to maybe watch it. I don't want to put it on Voidtober because that is I'm not. not... Put it, I'm not putting it on Voidtober. Okay. Put it in a list. We'll put it in a movies that, that we need to give a second shot to. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, here yep. are movies that we didn't like the first time and we'll review them oh, later. Oh, I already, I already so have that. So what is it? The, the Witch and the Lords of Salem? <laughs> That's pretty much Everybody's it. like, they don't like the witch click. <laughs> I love that when people get so upset when you don't like their favorite movie. It's like, I have that happen to me all the time, guys. You're not alone. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically it for the trivia. Um, I, we do have some scenes that we want to talk about. The, obviously, in the very beginning of the movie, just this old guy, he's like bald. He's like going around the house, checking all the rooms. You don't know why. You know he's looking in to check on somebody. You don't know who. He goes and goes to make himself like a drink or something. And then he goes into his office and then he starts searching the web. And you realize that it's not the normal web. It's the dark web. The dark web. (laughs) The dark web. (laughs) Come inside and murders. (laughs) Which is what he was watching. Right. He started watching like there was like this list and it was like all these really depraved things. And one of them was assassins. And he clicked on like the fifth one or something like that and watched it. And it showed this guy like basically like cutting this girl's fucking head open. He like was like scalping, scalping her. her. Yeah, while it's she weird. was alive. And then she's in so much pain, she almost passes out. And then he fucking shoots her in the head while she's crying. Weird. It was really kind of like, whoa. Okay. Like, I was kind of graphic. Mm-hmm. It's not sexually depraved, though. So you don't have to worry about that. Right. It alludes to it, but you, yeah. they don't they never really anything. They never go there with this movie, which I kind of appreciate. Because I do, too. I it, don't like watching that stuff. It is a little too much sometimes for me. Like mm-hmm. Kind of like if it was just nothing but animal killing the whole time yeah. for like 10 minutes, I would just not be able to watch that. Exactly. But the man is looking for services from an assassin, and it's he goes to meet up with this guy. He, he basically sends him an IM through this service. The guy controls his camera, knows what he looks like, and all this other shit. And he's like, it's 3000 a pop, 2000 for kids. And the guy tells him to meet him at some fucking location. Mm-hmm. So he goes dressed up to the fucking nines in some fucking like, <laughs> like straight like up. Club. Fu- yeah. Like he's wearing like a nice suit and, you know, like a fedora, a fedora. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's all dressed up like he's some bad guy, mm-hmm. like, which is kind of cool because you really don't know why he's doing this. And this is what I like about the film, because it's like he could be a bad guy. I don't know what he's doing. Right. Who? You don't know who's he associated with. Yeah. They haven't mentioned the daughter yet. They haven't mentioned anybody. Yeah. So the first just... time anybody says anything is when he goes to meet this fucking guy mm-hmm. at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and he's like, put your hands up. He's like, put your back up against the wall. And he checks them for like guns and stuff. Or wire. Yeah. And he's like, all right, it's uh, you got the money. And he was like, is it all here? And he's like, what? You told me to give you half. And then he was like, okay. He's like, so you're going to give me the rest later. Okay. And that's a little weird. It makes you wonder why he said that. Yeah. But then you don't you don't really think of anything of it because this is the first thing that they're saying. But they're also like, they go to sit down at the table and then he's like, all right, so I made a folder on this thumb drive. And the first folder is all the details of the money that you want to get um, from me when you do the deed. 
Here's the account. Here's the information and everything like that. In the second folder is all the details on what you will need to do and who you need to kill. Mm-hmm. In the and in the guy's like, well, in the third folder, and he's like, well, that will be the password. So it'll congratulate you on a job well done, and you can use the password to get your money out. He's like, ah, so that's how you plan to pay me afterwards, an hour after the deed is done. Mm-hmm. And we're both like, huh? huh? <laughs> okay. And then. He's like, all right. And then he just turns around and walks away. And then the guy's like, you don't want to shake my hand or pay for my drink. And he's like, let me ask you something. Do you why do you do this? And he said, because I hate people. And he was like, good, because if you would have answered with anything else, I might have regretted my decision. It's weird. And I was like, wow, like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) So then that guy, they, 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 they just the guy disappears and they stay with the fucking killer. And he's like seeing these these two girls who are like uh, a lesbian couple and they're sitting across the way and he walks over and he very casually offers to fuck them, which was like very sleazy. Yeah. But also kind of like kind of classy, too. Yeah, (laughs) He was classy trying to degrade them, but they didn't care. They actually needed a place to stay because they asked him first if they could stay with him or if they knew of a place to stay. And he said, well, I've come across this uh, plan that uh, you need a place to stay and well I need to fuck and I was like wow like they really laid on thick with this killer by the way yeah he is like disgusting one of the things I really liked about this is the back and forth that they had right mm-hmm. they, they, they they square out the details and she's like you're not worried that I you know rip you off or anything like that and he's like oh, no, not worried at all <laughs> And then you know, you knew that he was going to kill him. And then he asks, and then she asks, he says, how about 250 instead of 300? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but you're getting me and my girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, but you're also staying at my place. Mm-hmm. So 250. And they're like, but 300, you know, would really help us out. And he's like, all right, forget it. 300 it is. And she said, wow, you gave up that really quick. And he's like, well, it won't matter anyway. Yeah, which is like a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Like a huge red flag, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So then they go and they dance, and then they were like making out, and and they play this song, which transitions into the next scene, which they're tied up, and he slit the one girl's throat. Right, and there's no talking, just screaming, Mm -hmm. and just a torment, torture, Mm -hmm. not like sexual torture, just choking out while the other one's watching. Mm-hmm. He kills. Yeah, he, he cut her throat. Right. Strangled her. And he then, strangled her first. And then didn't he start stabbing her? No, he strangled her girlfriend. Right. Then dances with her, slow dance to the same song. The way that they transitioned, though, was really effective, though, mm-hmm. because it went from happy dancing to straight right in the mix of them being tied to a chair and her, the girl fighting for her life, slapping him in the face mm-hmm. and trying to, like, get free of his grip. And she falcon, she dies, and he dances with her dead body for like a minute or two mm-hmm. in front of the girlfriend who's tied up and crying. Mm-hmm. And then he just chucks her on the ground, and he's like, "Now I saved you for last because I wanted to be, or because I wanted to save you, you know, let you see that or something like yeah. that." And then he cuts her throat, 
That's right. And then started stabbing her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was weird. It was, he was like really aggressive. Yeah. And it's like. At, even after she was dead. It, it was I mean, like, this, okay. I mean, this, for somebody who's never done practical effects, he found someone that knew what they were doing because yeah. shit looked real. It really did. Uh, oh my God. I hope it wasn't real. Oh, shit. No. It's, uh, yeah, I know, right? I think they would have found that out. <laughs> they wouldn't have put their names well, in the fucking know. credits. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know it's their real names, though? Because, I mean, this is the only thing. Hey, know? that'd be a good movie, right? Some some director like puts their fake names up or whatever. I'm sure it's been kind of done before, but but anyway. And then he, it's the next scene is the old man who hired the hitman waking up to his daughter, what we think is his daughter. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It's this younger girl, and I'm like, that's not his wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I'm making you a cake, you know? Because it's her birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. It's like her 22nd birthday. A chocolate and strawberry cake, which he makes to perfection, by the way. Yeah, like, it looked really good. Yeah, really. We were thinking about doing chocolate strawberry shot just for the... Yeah, but we just did a birthday shot. Right. So, so we were like, yeah, it's too close. We'll just do that. But anyway, so he's sitting there and it's in like, he, she's like, I'm tired. I had, oh, she tells him she has a dream, right? About a clown and she doesn't understand why. And hey. she was like, you were in it. And he got a really weird look on his face, which you find out later why. Right. You don't know right then and there, but obviously they're connected in that mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. because the clown is some sort of entity that has helped push him along. Right. But she's like, I want to go to sleep. I'm going to lay down. He's like, oh, take all the time you need. I'm going to make this cake perfect and we'll have it for dinner tonight. She goes to sleep, wakes up, comes down. And he's like, can you sit in front of me? Because I really want to talk to you. And they put the cake between him. And I mean, by the way, all these shots are perfectly lined up. They were, up. yeah. Like these are like, you know, very perfectly set up shots in all of the movie. Like that's one thing I really liked about it is he took the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're back and forth talking, and he's like, you know, I'm so sorry about your mother, and I couldn't save her or something like that. And she's like, it's okay. You're my family. You know, I love you. You're like my father. And he smiles, and uh, he's like, here, close your eyes. I want to sing a song to you. And she closes her eyes, and she's smiling. It's this really heartfelt moment, too, like where they're going back and forth talking about all these sweet things about each other. And then he starts singing happy birthday to you. Lighting the candles. While he's lighting the candles, and she's singing with him, smiling. And in the middle of it's bang! Oh, Murray. She gets shot in the fucking head. And you, you see it, those practical effects, woo! It looked, it was legit. And then you see the guy outside smoking a cigarette, shooting him. And then he's just, the old man has his eyes closed with blood all over his face. Mm-hmm. And he's singing happy birthday, and then that guy shoots him. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it's like, oh, oh. yeah, that's how oh. he pays him an hour after the deed is done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy goes home fucking pops in the fucking you know thumb drive yeah and he's like he opens up the the first folder opens up the second folder and in the in the third folder he opens it up and there's a video he's like i'll give you the password but let's tell a story yeah i'm gonna tell you a (laughs) a fucking 45 minute story yeah pretty much which it really is because it's about a halfway mark of the movie which i kind of like like this is we've already gotten some ground here with all this crazy shit and everything is so like like I was like, holy shit, that was fucked up. (laughs) And so he listens to the story and it tells the story of this man that he just shot. And the man was like, I used to be a special kid. 
And when I was a kid, I couldn't handle it. I had so many special powers where he could talk to the dead. Or they came to him like trying to get his attention. Yeah, because he was supposed to send their souls to heaven or hell mm-hmm. to be condemned or not because he was a spiritual guy mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to deal with his powers and it made him sad it made him depressed and so he would just put on his headphones and try to block him out and there was some really cool makeup effects on this girl that sat down to him yeah at the bus stop right yeah. i thought that was really cool that was really cool see there's good things here you know what i mean like yeah um everything's real aesthetic too like shot well everything right there too lighting is perfect like and then like the bus driver wakes him up and he's like, hey, you were sleeping. And he was like, you're going to get on the bus. He's like, yeah. And the girl's gone. Mm-hmm. And then the guy goes home and tries to kill himself, but he can't do it because and he's probably like 18 or 19. Supposedly. Yeah. He looks like he's 27, but yeah. But he, I mean, he was living at home. It looked like he was going to college. Right. I just wanted to point that out. He was coming home from work or something. I don't know what he was doing, right. but he, he decides he's going to cut his wrist. He can't do it. He sticks it to his neck, can't do it. And he hears this clown banging on the window outside. And it's this psychic clown that he talks to in his mind mm-hmm. who says that you're special. And who guide, who gave him all this advice and to guide him, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like he was, he was like, we were meant to, to know each other. And then like in the future, like he, it's him, old, his old self. And the clown told him it was time to let, you know, so that he didn't become a sinner. He would hire somebody to kill him and his daughter so that the evil wouldn't get into her. Mm-hmm. And he would self-sacrifice right. for her. But they got, they got into the story of how he met the daughter. Right. Because he was using his powers and he went to this uh, lady's house and it seemed like her daughter was like possessed or something. She was laying dead on the on the bed, but yeah. he performed some sort of exorcism where he put salt around it. Right. Where it's supposed to banish the demon. And then there was a little girl sitting on the couch, which was her little girl. And he told her like not to, you know, put her hands over her ears and not to hear anything if she hears something. But when he leaves the circle of salt, he he accidentally stepped he on the salt. He opened up the portal. Right. So the demon came back, tricked him and got inside of that little girl and killed mm-hmm. the mom or the grandmother and the mom. That was the cool part when the mother got the mother in the bed got possessed and she right. started eating away at her arm. That was weird. That was weird. I was like, "Ooh, that's dark." Mm-hmm. You know, she's I she I thought she was just trying to rip out her wrists. Nope. It's she's just taking full on bites Chunks. out of her arm yeah. and it looks real. It really does. I was like, "Damn, dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> And then you see in the mirror the demon kind of crawling around her, and and then you see her life kind of extinguish out, and then the grandmother falls dead, and then he sits there like almost ready to quit because he knows it's going out to the girl, mm-hmm. and, and she's he can't laying do anything. right, and she's laying on the couch catatonic for a minute, mm-hmm. but it laid dormant in the girl for many 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 years until recently. And didn't the clown tell him like, well, this is when it's going to emerge and. Yeah. Right. The clown was like, it's time. You know, you need to do this. And he's like, let me tell you a story. I never told you this, but I had a son. And guess who the son is? The fucking killer. The fucking assassin. Yeah, which the killer is kind of putting two and two together. 
while he's telling him this story. Mm. So it's like this really weird connection to everyone and how yeah, you... Yeah, because they're in the assassin's house and they show a picture of him on a clown's lap, which is right. sad. Which I think it was just to, like I said, it was about our consequences of the things that we do mm-hmm. and like how sometimes we go down a dark path, but we don't have to or do things that we shouldn't. And you know what I mean? So it's interesting mm-hmm. that they're, we're all connected in some weird way, you know, right. just as these characters were as well. And you see the demon come after the fucking killer at the fucking end. It doesn't show anything. I wish it would have. I know that would have made it better. But it probably would have cost a lot of money for just that one scene. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that was pretty much the end. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would be cool if like they would have had him bleeding from the eyes or something like that at the very end. Yeah. Or had the demon like like punch through him or something. Yeah. Throat punch him. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a, you know, for it's a slow film, but there's It is a slow film and I really think we went over like every single scene right. in that movie. But I'm just saying like it's still those those moments there's some of those really good moments in there like the bus stop, the fucking wrist thing, the mm-hmm. the demon thing, the fucking, you know, all of it has like really good parts in it. Right. You know, as subtle and as non-happening as they are, like, there's some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But let us know what you guys think. If you think it's a good movie and you enjoyed it, a little too slow for you, or you didn't like it at all. Love to hear from you guys whenever you do. But we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that is... Skull the Mask. It's my turn. And it's Alex's turn. Skull the Mask from 2020, by the way. This is a movie that I started to watch, by the way, last year. Oh. But was like, very clearly, this isn't going to be one of my favorite movies ever. And then, you know, like I watched like a bit of it and I don't know why I didn't come back to it. I I think I forgot. You probably forgot. There was a lot of movies I was watching at the end of the year there. And this is one of them. Um, But Skull the Mask is, it's a feature film, is an action-packed horror flick depicting depicting a supernatural serial killer based on a pre-Columbian mythology in a hunt for revenge in the metropolis of Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil. Tagline, the mask of Anhanga. Anhanga. <laughs> Sorry. The directors are Armando Fonseca, who did Uptake Fear, a few shorts and TV shows for Cinelab. Also director Capel Furman, which is mainly a special effects guy, so we know where the practical effects come from. He also helped direct this movie and has done a lot of special effects in different movies like Uptake Fear, Grindsploitation segment called Pyranoria. He did Three Cortes and more, and he also helped direct Uptake Fear with this one, so they're kind of like a team. Both of these guys tend to work together, and that, that sometimes works for some directors and uh, writers. So The cast in this movie is Tristan Aron- Aronovich, who plays Nobuto, who is in movies that you'll probably never hear, hear of, like Semfio, Black and White. He's also a writer. He does a lot of writing. You got Guta Ruiz, who is Algavani Volta. He's been in Balasem, Nome, Gustasas, Lindes y Sexes, and Augustas. We also have Natalia Rodriguez, who plays Beatrice, the police detective who's hooked on drugs. She's been in a lot of TV movies and, and uh, TV uh, episodes out there. Um, what's up with these women? Sunshine, Gabriella, and more. We also have David Wendefilm, who is G- Gunther Jenna, who plays the Angel of Hamburg. 
who was in the Angel of Hamburg TV series, Pedro Noete Escura del Alma. Also, we have Ivo Mueller, who plays Tack Wilder, who was in the movie Taboo from 2012, Hebby the Brazilian Star, and many, many more movies and TV I have no clue about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of the thoughts on this movie, Christina, there was no um, budget on this. This is, you know, there's slim pickings on some of the information you're going to get for these movies. Maybe it's in like the, the Blu-ray or something like that. But what did you think of this film? Well, I'll tell you what, all the kills in this movie are totally worth watching this movie. Okay. They're the special effects and everything. Oh, my God. I like the special cool. effects. Yeah, I did, too. Now, the story, on the other hand, <laughs> um, it might have been just like a language barrier, but it was really hard for me to follow. I felt there was too many characters. There was too much going on. There's people all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's bodies everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> There is a lot of death in this movie, though. There really is. But there was too many subplots. Like, it was it was just really confusing. And the story was confusing. Right. I mean, you know, you kind of catch up at the end, but I felt like there was a lot of plot holes. But then again, it could have just been like a transition or transition, a translation issue. I don't sure. know. I don't think it was a translation issue. I think it is just bad, poorly written. Right. I, but really, it's they were honestly too just much. looking for a vehicle to drive in into a bunch of bodies. Right. And that's it, all they wanted. Well, that's what they accomplished. Yeah. Um, but it was shot really well. I know you're going to mention Turbo Kid. It, it, the, there was even a guy in another mask in a couple scenes where I was like, that's totally Turbo Kid. I yeah, don't know the mask like, itself looks like Turbo yeah, Kid, totally. where the guy with the buzzsaw. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, it was kind of weird. Um, but the music was really good. The audio sucked. Yeah, was there was a lot of mismiked opportunities. Right. The acting was like, okay, the main lady was... In my opinion, Beatrice, you don't yeah, know? yeah, she was. Oh, it was, it was, it wasn't good. Yeah, it, it was kind of cringy. It's honestly. sufficient. <laughs> yeah, but I guess in a movie like this, I mean, it is a ridiculous yeah, movie. We're literally driving a land shark into bodies. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And that was worth it. It was worth it. It's worth a watch. Like I said, for the kills, I did. I did give it a five out of ten. Right. You know, it wasn't like. Okay. I'd own it. So you like this better than the other movie? Yeah, I did like this better than the other movie. What about you? So I knew I was going into an indie film with this. I mean, something that is much more like a homemade movie that you would compare to like Necrostorm, which is the company that does all those gore movies that are like action packed and full of like glorious gore. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly those movies aren't exactly acted well. And this is kind of along those same lines, (laughs) but it has a lot of gore. And that's really what a lot of people who want to see these kind of movies do it for. Right. Same thing with all the people who did violent shit. You know, the violent shit movies are just about gore. It's just, you know, they're trying when they got too clever with the story, people got lost. They were like, show me the gore. I just want to see the gore. (laughs) Um, But the idea is probably a little too big for the creator's budget. But, you know, they were still able to make it work, which I think really means something because that's what they were aiming for is a gory movie. You know, Mm -hmm. plus there is some pretty decent ideas thrown into this one. It's just not exactly executed well story wise. Like, the story is about a mass that is found and holds all kinds of powers that evil men want. That's pretty much what I gather from it. Mm-hmm. They keep stealing it in an attempt to rule the world and be powerful 
through, you know, all these decades of years or whatever. And one man is its protector and he must seal the evil away before it destroys the world. Kind of sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. Right. Like it's, it's kind of like very tropic as far as the story goes. Like it is very like, Oh yeah. It seems yeah. like they've seen a lot of movies, but they just didn't know how to direct one. <laughs> Like, no offense to them. I'm just saying, you know, like, honestly, they probably what happened is, and this is just my guesstimation, is that the special effects guy was like, hey, I want to make a fucking movie with a bunch of gore in it. That sounds cool, man. I want to do that. <laughs> and that's pretty much all it took. Right. You know, a lot of these special effects guys, they're really good at making special effects, but they're not so great at doing the story. And, you know, maybe they had a hard time finding it. I'm not going to fault them for it because they did a lot with a little. I was very lost, though, <laughs> as this movie really, the, the writing is just pretty bad. Yeah. It feels like a movie that had a template that they just were like, add this particular scene from this movie in here and this scene from this in here. And we'll just change the names around of the characters that are in our story and just like do it that way. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the movie was just assumes, you know, the time frame or what was going on in the era that the movie kicks off in in 1944. It's a little a little more context might have, you know, helped. <laughs> Plus, I think, you know, putting in a few info dumps in the movie might have helped as well. But those long scenes of talking were really bad. Like it, it, it was very apparent that we needed to move on to the kills. The dialogue <laughs> was like horrible. I, I've seen worse, believe it or well, not. Yeah, I know you have, but still it was horrible. I don't know. It just felt like, you know, even if they did info dump, it would have been like stereo instructions. You know, mm -hmm. I could also blame all of that on the fact that I don't know the lore of the history of this movie borrows from, but it looks very like it very loosely follows that formula and does its own thing with it anyway. So, and I have more on that in the trivia, but this is a movie that you really don't fall for being a little rough around the edges anyway. Its main goal, like I've been saying, is to show the carnage and do it on a budget, considering we already know that Brazil isn't a huge fan of horror, you know, not showing it at theaters very much, and they really sort of had to carve their own bloody fucking path for this movie. I have to give them credit which I admire, even if the film doesn't fully deliver and has enough tropes to choke a fucking horse. <laughs> but still, it's not a bad watch. I'd probably not watch it regularly. It's not as depraved as something like violent shit, so it's a little bit easier to watch. And the gore, like you said, is actually pretty decent. Right. I'd probably give this movie a 5.5 out of 10. You know, it's overly ambitious without the funds to back it up, but it still pulls something off. Even still, fans of violent shit or similar other gore movies may like this most, but others may not like it at all. Mm. It's meant to be gory on a budget. The story is wilder than it really ever could have achieved and pulled off anyway, but hey, they got it done. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I thought it was, uh, you know, it's not bad. Right. It's not terrible. I mean, obviously, if you've seen gore movies, you know that they're not the best written movies, you know, and this is just kind of an average one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's better than some of the violent shit ones, but those had like shoestring budget. This actually had somewhat of a budget. Yeah, you could tell. So it kind of gives it a little bit more of an advantage in that department mm -hmm. than something like violent shit, which was literally dudes at our fucking parents house making Right. Movies. Yeah. With yeah. their friends. Yeah. You know, so 
But we do have some trivia on this. I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie. If you have, uh, if it interests you to see it, and if you've seen it before on Shutter, you can watch it there. Part of the subscription. So if you want to check it out, definitely do. But if you don't want anything spoiled and you want to find out what movies we're going to be talking about next week, because we actually picked them up this time. (laughs) <laughs> beforehand yeah you can go to the timestamps down below and check the end of the podcast and uh listen there but if you don't want anything spoiled here's your warning so there wasn't really any trivia on this movie but i wanted to know what unhunga meant so i looked it up <laughs> so unhunga which is okay so in brazil they have a sort of brazilian mythology that often projects uh, protects animals especially the females and young ones and it tends to appear as a white deer with red eyes Mm -hmm. and there's many legends that are very similar to this in a lot of ways um their indigenous people out there are they call tubi tupi so they have like an indigenous culture as well as like their you know metropolitan of the modern yeah exactly yeah. so one of the legends involves an indigenous person who tortured a young fawn so the screams would attract the mother and when she came near he killed her just to realize that anhanga had used an illusion and he had just killed his own mother so it's kind of a demonic trick but the creature the anhanga is not bad in this story so in the mythology of the tupi a tribe of indigenous brazilians which i mentioned uh pre-columbian america anhanga are the general spirits that wander the earth after death tormenting the living they could take any shape but the deer with fiery eyes is probably the most popular but according to some myths anhanga protected animals against hunters when they prey when they prey could escape, the Tupi would say that Anhanga had protected them and helped them escape, often mistaken for Anhanguera due to the words being very similar. But Anhanga is not considered a devil, though it was feared. So this is where I was talking about how they might not have really borrowed from the, the lore so much. Uh-huh. But some of the Anhanga lore has been sort of bastardized by Christianity. Oh. So the Jesuit of the of the Indians use the word Anhanga to refer to the Christian demon. Oh. This on an account of Anhanga, which means old soul, mm-hmm. is similar to the term Anhanguera, which means old devil. Meanwhile, in indigenous mythology, the one that resembles the Christian devil is Jurapari, which is the evil spirit. Okay. So they kind of like, you know, played telephone, you uh-huh. know, through storytelling and sort of twisted a little bit because to fit right. narratives of Christianity and right. things like that. Yeah, they came through and yeah. It's took it's over. a lot of times, you know, like Christianity has been known to adopt certain things of like pagan to, to assimilate to assimilate or bring more people to Jesus Christ. Right. And that's what that's all about. But I'm sure there's it's some sort of yeah. it's marketing. Yeah. Come on down to Jesus Christ. anyway so i just thought it was kind of interesting that's you know just an interesting little tidbit about sort of the unhanga thing because it does say it on the cover and you know the movie is called technically skull the mask of unhanga Mm -hmm. but they just called it skull the mask here because probably because they were like what the fuck is unhanga yeah probably a lot of times they get a little scared for you to put a name of a i do too because it does scare me like oh how do you say that interested too you know what i mean but like people who are not used to using words they don't understand they get they're like i ain't watching that damn movie subtitles <laughs> yeah what the fuck if i wanted to read a book i'd read a cereal box 
Anyway. <laughs> so we got some scenes that we're going to talk about. Christina, why don't you kick it off with something in the beginning? I don't want to go over the whole fucking movie. Uh, there's a lot that happens in this movie, by the way. Yes. But... So they opened it up saying it's 1944, which I, I'm automatically thinking, oh, God, when was World War II? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is this the Nazis coming in? Like, who are all these soldiers? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's the Nazis and they're trying to get a hold of the mask. The mask is there. There's a ritual going on. There's like a circle and there's people and they're fighting and some guy gets his his throat slit and then the box got see like Do you want me to tell you by the way if if it it, it does fall into that? Technically the dates are September 1st of 1939 and September 2nd of 1945. Mm-hmm. But there was like some people that spilled out into other countries, right? Because they went on these missions to get the artifacts, right? Well, they use. talk about like Hitler trying to escape to Argentina or something. What is it? I can't remember where it is. But oh, I don't remember. Do you know what I'm talking but, about? Yeah, like a South American about. fucking country, right? Because they wanted to try to escape and they thought that they could hide in the hills. And there is actually some Germans that live in a particular country in the middle of nowhere <laughs> that mm-hmm. just like you're like, wait a second, wait, this is. A german town right that speak full german and you know they they hit out there so it's not far from the truth right isn't there a documentary we watched about that shit? yeah yeah there so was. I, I was thinking it was along those lines yeah like I, they, I was too or they like, situated in brazil and it was but they didn't even have a hitler flag it was like some other flag i yeah, didn't really they, understand it's like they didn't want to trigger people or something i don't, I don't know. know i don't, I don't know, know the history of brazil so maybe that's just me being but stupid but i will say like remember in hellboy like the original movie you know when they did the whole opening scene and they opened opened up the portal that I would say it's kind of like this, but this is better because uh, it's a lot more blood. Yeah, you know I wouldn't I mean? say this is better. <laughs> well, I liked it. Okay. I liked it because the so, skull came out. So explain what happens. Oh, God. So they pull out the mask. They test it out. They put it in front of a guy who's tied up. They yeah, slit his then, belly. D- yeah, and all these guts come out. And pour into a bowl. The guy pours the bowl of fucking blood all over the mask because mm-hmm. it's just the mask is literally just dry, dead skin, right? Right. So they're like feeding it blood. Right. So that you can wear it as a helmet. Yeah. Guy puts it on. I don't remember. And pop. Oh, that's right. His head pops. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. How, how could you forget that? I know. It was such a memorable scene. But you also think to yourself, well, wait a second. Did he just destroy the mask? <laughs> because his head just popped. No, because the mask popped him. He wasn't a worthy enough uh, body for the mask. Right. But I'm just saying his head exploded so big that it didn't look like the mask stayed anywhere. It well, just went into a billion pieces. No, I thought the mask flew off. Like it has little tentacles on the top. Maybe. So like I didn't, I, it just looked like it exploded. Like they put Where a fucking was, stick of dynamite in a fake head and blew it up. It was a lot of blood. Yeah. Yeah. They stuck it like an M80 in his head and pop. <laughs> Cantaloupe for everyone. <laughs> so then they fast forward to the future and they're. Built- well, no, no, no. Hold on. There's also they actually go back in time. There's a guy that's like alongside of this like dictator guy or bad guy or whatever that's watching all this happen they have him put on some sort of fucking helmet and he's like stealing the mask and i'm not sure the dates but i'm pretty sure that it was either three days after or three days before so i don't know if he went and got the mask and gave it to him or he prevented them from using the mask after that and hit it yeah which i'm assuming it's what happened is he hit it Yes, he buried it. Right, because he realized the power was too much. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, this is what I'm talking about. They don't really explain yeah. it very well. And then there's a severed hand. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some guy. Because the protector, the guy who steals it and hides it, gets into a fight with one of the faculty members. And the faculty members is not even trying to fight him, by the way, gets his fucking hand chopped off and kicked around like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is this the guy that's going to come back in the future? Right. That didn't make sense. Yeah, it ended up being his son. Was it? Yeah, it was like his son. Oh. Because he was like my father. Remember there was So a then speech? maybe that guy did? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't so know. confused. But th- yeah. We missed something. Yeah. I don't a even conversation. know. Yeah. But anyway. So they're building a building and they they find the mask. So they have to call in like the archaeologist or whatever the fuck this lady is. And so she takes the mask back to her place because she needs to get it to the guy who wants the mask. So she's at her place and uh, her wife or girlfriend is there, mm-hmm. you know, and they start making out stuff. And, and the girlfriend is like, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? Remember? Wait. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, <laughs> she thinks it's a present for her probably or something like that. You know what I mean? No, she's she- like, can I share it to me? And she was like, I can't. It's for my work. I have to take it in a bar. It's like, you'll have to wait. Right, so she waits till she falls asleep. And then opens and the then, box. Uh, opens the box and then starts starts doing a ritual and with then, the mask. Right, like what the fuck? She knew what was up. Yeah, she like looks it up on the internet, does a fucking ritual. She's like, this shit needs blood. Right. Let me give it my And own. then it fucking hollows out her chest and takes her heart and then kills the fucking mommy, mm-hmm. her, her fucking- <laughs> The sugar mama. The sugar mommy and fucking they're both dead. Like, wow, that was worth it. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can control this fucking mask. For the power, it's mm-hmm. like that whole hubris thing, mm-hmm. lesson or whatever, you know. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. So they killed them. And then one of the guys that's actually like cleaning up the crew, he gets the mask on his head, like attacks him. That was kind of a cool scene how it was like creeping around. Like right. the camera shots, it was like creeping like a around like a, like a raccoon or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a fucking string and a fucking mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad that was funny <laughs> but yeah he's like the biggest motherfucker in the whole fucking movie so of so course the mask is like i need this guy yeah right like he's the chosen host yeah and he just goes around fucking shit fucking everybody in the face and like mm-hmm. it's just he's just a land shark nowhere near as cool as like jason mind you but you know right this is their own version the the fight scenes are laughable they're not they're very slowed down because they didn't want to get anybody hurt right you know but they're like kind of cool like there's some cool scenes that they had in this movie that i was like mm-hmm. pretty ex- pretty excited about but I, I had to like pause the movie and go to sleep one night because <laughs> i just was not tuned in so we went back rewatched some of it and in this the morning and mm-hmm. uh, i was way better and way more into it then right so um they keep introducing us to the guy who with the hand and i think it was his son right it was the son. He was the protector, but it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Who's is he? The son of the guy that got the cut the hand off, and why is his hand the only thing that that points to the direction of where I the evil think, is? I think the hand is the father's hand, and it is the hand is possessed to show you where the mask is. Right, but why? They don't explain any of that, and it's confusing because as shit. Because it's the power of the mask. It's the power of the night. <laughs> Streets are calling. It's a critter song. Okay, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a it's a Johnny something or another song from Critter's song. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the power of the night. <laughs> that slow pause. 
I just had to do it. I don't know. So so after the mask took over the cleaner guy, there's a couple banging in a car. Like, oh, like fucking, fucking in a car. hard, man. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like her boobs are like fucking all over jiggling all over the place. Dude, he is hammering like a <laughs> jackrabbit. So the mask guy comes. That was kind of a cool scene. It like busts through the window and then like grabs the chick and then like slits the other guy's throat. That was blood all over the fucking van. Yeah, that's, there's some pretty decent kills. But it, like I thought the best one that really caught my attention was when he breaks into the cocaine factory. Right. Where these two kids, like three kids are sitting around. And I felt kind of bad for him because you realize that they're not really killing. Like the mask is just killing everything like, right. indiscriminately. There's, exactly. And there's this corporate overlord who's kind of like a mafia because I guess like the corporations there. Are ran by the mafia. Are, are like ran by these mafia type guys who also want to use the mask for power. Go figure. And they're like entrenched in some of the police and they're also entrenched in like the criminals out there. But all these fucking subplots. Right. <laughs> but these this you see him and they're like, what is that noise outside of this? They're like <laughs> they're like counting and packaging cocaine, which is probably in the most. Redi- <laughs> yeah. Like like literally these three kids are sitting around with spoons and just putting it into bags and then writing it down. Like, I'm like, like it was so, it's pretty funny. <laughs> like, normally you see those scenes and it's usually like a bunch of fucking ladies without their, their tops on. And they're like, you know, like wearing masks and shit. These kids are just hanging out, smoking a doob. And I'm like, oh, these guys, man, why? <laughs> But anyway, so they like go to the door of the back of this like U-Haul or whatever the fuck they were in counting this shit. And and he busts through. He like rips the throat out of one of the dudes. Like through the door. Yeah. And then punches the other one until he knocks him out and then grabs the other guy. And what's he do to him? He has like a machete. That's right. And he disembowels him and rips out his heart mm-hmm. and then grabs his machete and slams it on the face of this other guy that was knocked out almost. Mm-hmm. And you see his face like carve open like some pros. What is like some beef? Like what do you call it? Like sliced beef? Like pastrami. <laughs> yeah. Like pro. What is that shit? The Italians fucking shit that is like like it's already been cooked, but it's been sitting there for oh, a while. Pers. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like greasy and hard yeah and they always serve it with cheese yeah it's dude it fucking looked like that i can't think of what it is it's like starts with a pr but anyway down below i can't fucking remember i can't either but it looked like that like when you cut that stuff it was like wax like his face looked like (laughs) wax but that was cool that's when i really was like okay this is cool i i can get into this the guy with the hand, by the way, in some of the scenes, he's just wearing it around his neck like fucking... A necklace? Like fucking, what's his name from NWA? Fucking, <laughs> like a clock or something? <laughs> it's a fucking human hand, like, around his neck. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's even got, like, on the stump of the wrist, he's got, like, a little chain that he can hang from it, which is like a rabbit's foot or something, you know? Like, <laughs> like he actually put in the effort to do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there was a really cool scene that I, I kind of liked in this movie. It wasn't it might, amazing, but it was like funny. And it was the scene where they go to the club. And that was my favorite and, scene. And, yeah. And the and Skull, the mask, is there 
standing in the middle of the crowd like a green hat with an orange bill, as Eminem would say, and right in front of the DJ, and she's like, hey, what's up? You know, like DJing. staring at her like a creeper. (laughs) And she doesn't even notice him until five minutes later. And I'm like, there's a dude with blood from head to toe standing in the middle of the crowd. Everybody's dancing around him, and he literally throws his fucking meat cleaver. It's like one of those bone-cutting ones, too. Uh The big ones. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Like at a meat factory that right. you would see. And he fucking throws it like a fucking, like it's got like a bungee cord on the end. <laughs> but it's like some weird snake that keeps writhing around him. I don't know what it is. Tentacle thing. Yeah, it's like a tentacle yeah. snake or something that just kind of goes around his skin all the time. But he throws it, cuts her head off. <laughs> Her head goes back and everybody starts screaming. And then he's like cutting people's heads off everywhere in the middle of the party. <laughs> that was kind of great. It was kind of like, you know what it reminded me of? It was almost like they liked that scene from Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. in the cornfield. You know, when they're having the fucking oh, rave. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like that moment. And I think right. they wanted to have that kind of similar right. moment. Yeah. But it was funny. And it was he, fun. he ends up killing like nine people. Congratulations, The Mask. <laughs> He did a good job. He could have done more. (laughs) That's when the police show up and they're like, there's no connections between these victims. And then the severed hand man named Manco shows up. I don't know what his name was. I forget. But he shows up and Beatrice, the drug addict cop, sees him and chases after him. But he gets away and she's like, that's my guy. That's the guy that's killing everyone. But she has no clue. Right. And she's being set up by the mob corporation to basically like get, get her to the do stuff mask, yeah. because she they they set her up one time and made her do something for drugs mm-hmm. and they have video of it so they're like trying to use it against another her another subplot yeah there's also another subplot with a priest which makes no sense yeah i, I didn't get that either like they don't explain that they've been friends for a long time. He just happens to know about what the mask is. And the cool thing about this it. is he actually fights the mask, the priest. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. In the you, biggest yeah. I kick ass for the Lord moment <laughs> that I've ever seen. If you if you know that alive, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm about. <laughs> anyway, so he's got this giant Jesus Christ statue that looks fake as fuck crucifix yeah it's like jesus on a cross and it's like looks like it's made of stone and he's like oh you've come here you need to get out and fear the god's wrath and then (laughs) he pulls on jesus's hand on the fucking cross the part that's like nailed in and a sword comes out very slowly (laughs) and he kind of pulls it out like right by his eyes so it's kind of like that ninja thing that they do (laughs) Uh (laughs) And, and then what did he say when he was pulling out the sword um he will fall under the Lord's arm. God's hand is sharp. And as he slides out the sword, as he slides the out the sword, <laughs> as he slides out the sword, all slow. You see where I got the sword from? Yes. <laughs> but he, he slords the shit out of him, and uh, he's got a sword. It's a Lord sword. <laughs> I love it. He fucking slashes the shit out of the mask. And the mask is just like, whatever, bitch. <laughs> and he's like kicking and punching him and fighting him until he actually, uh, he makes the fucking, the skull mask guy fucking drop his weapon and then kicks him. And then skull the mask picks up a fucking like a uh, angel statue and literally drops it on his fucking head. And you're like, and you see blood go everywhere. Mm hmm. And then the next scene is the mask just walking off 
and and the priest gets up. I'm like, what the fuck? You don't get up from that. <laughs> but he's got like angel debris all over him and he's got like blood all over him and he's like hobbling off. And later you find out that he made it halfway inside the church mm-hmm. and <laughs> where fucking the, the hand guy has to get blood from. Right. Because there's all these like weird <sighs> rituals Things, that they're doing yeah, in the movie. I, you can't even keep up with all the rituals and these artifacts and they got to use special uh, uh, femur bone swords and fucking. It's a sword. Get it right. It's lords. It's a lord sword. It's a lord. It's a sword. <laughs> See, we made up a word all for my mistakes. This is how miracles great, happen, guys. Great. This is how the telephone happened. You know what I mean? We're making miracles well, here. I don't really think that's how the telephone happened. But well, okay. they they spilled fucking. You know, they made an accident. They spilled. They pee peed. No, made he acid spilled acid on himself, and it got into the fucking thing, and then it blew up in his face, and then he was like, "Ah, I they, can talk to the air. Yeah, I can talk across the room. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. <laughs> I can't feel my face. Anyway, uh, so there's this thing that's happening in between, and they do this with like uh, a puppet. <laughs> And like some CGI sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's like this purple world where this like God King lives that where the, the mask, mask is from. Yeah. That's well, I, I think like an underworld. So like this God King is named T- Tahal. He's like the blood king or something. And he's like, if there's the, 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 there's God, then Skull the Mask is like Jesus Christ on Earth, okay? So mm-hmm. he's like getting all the blood he can get for Tahal to come to reality and conquer again. At least that's what I'm grabbing, but they didn't really explain that very well. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. So, but the, this, there's this really fucking funny scene where Beatrice and the mob set up the guy with the, the fucking hand, the severed hand. I, I keep calling him Manco. I, I'm pretty sure... That's not his name, but Beatrice ends up shooting him in the stomach, which is like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Like, he was trying to help you. Like, they'd already established some sort of friendly boundaries, even though they weren't, like, working together. Right. And she shoots him in the stomach, which is like, yo, bitch, what the fuck? You know what? Now that I think about it, do you think she shot him so the the mask would be lured to, to the blood? No, I think she really thought he was the killer. Yeah, she did think he was the killer. Never mind. So she didn't know shit. She but after dumb. she shoots him, the funniest fucking thing happens that they never really highlight that much is he goes running down the street with the wound in his stomach and he grabs this woman's purse that just happens to be there. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like, why are you pit pocket pocking? Yeah. Why are yeah, you stealing are you? shit? Yeah. And so he does and he pulls out a tampon and sticks it in the hole. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's funny because you didn't even realize it was a tampon. I you. didn't at first. And I was like, what is he doing? And then you're like, it's a tampon. And I'm like, what? <laughs> to stop the bleeding. It's kind of awesome in a way. I was like, damn, he fucking tampon stuffing ass. He MacGyvered that shit. <laughs> he was good for the rest of the movie. He didn't even complain about his wound or anything. Like, even when the fucking mask was trying to kick him in the side and shit. Hey, man, those tampons are strong. Yeah, really. If you guys are looking for a magical cure and you're out there in the streets getting shot up bring some tampons i guess <laughs> or steal some lady's purse yeah. i wonder if the wings ones work too like would you be able to just patch That's it a over maxi pad yeah but dear. maybe they're like maxi you can't shove a maxi pad in your body no 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 you don't stick it in you put it over and it magically heals it like i don't know i don't know what these properties of, of tampons are <laughs> You guys have some magical shit, apparently. <laughs> According to this movie, I'm just saying. Anyway, I was trying to run with that. You just really didn't get it, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Anyway, so 
Monko, whatever that guy is, he gets some gear from a cemetery because he's got an underground bunker in the cemetery where he keeps a flamethrower, uh, a femur sword that is to fight the skull mask thing if ever anything bad happens. And also, uh, what did he have? What else did he have? Oh, the femur bone? Sword? No, he just had the, the, the femur club and uh-huh. then the flamethrower and something else. Oh, yeah, the flamethrower. Yeah, but what was in that big tube that he had? I don't know. I don't remember. Do you remember he opened it up and there was a picture on the other side and he was like, why wouldn't you believe me, Dad? Oh, yeah, it was, It was. remember those files that kept going through? It was a picture. Yeah, it must have been a picture of him and his dad. Yeah, but it was or, in like a fucking... Or not his dad. It was like a... A metal co- tube. A co-worker or something. I don't know. I don't know. See, another plot hole. Yeah. I guess it's to draw him out, though, but what he does is he takes the blood from the dead priest and squeezes it all over the femur inside on top of a log that's stuck into it's stuck into a into a log and then around it he like pours gasoline mm. uh, or some sort of uh flammable thing it's and a circle he lights the circle on fire to draw the fucking you know demon out and it can't get inside the circle but then they get into a fight and all of a sudden the mask it's like the earth starts to crumble underneath him and the mask falls into it the underground right like he kills the mask like instantly mm-hmm. and it just falls and the mask falls off his head into the void mm-hmm. and then he goes into the void and somehow there's literally nothing in the void guys there's no stairs there's no ladders he just steps in this jelly like goo i guess and and somehow got the mask and then comes out of the hole and la di da he saves the day yeah i don't know <laughs> and beatrice is like i'll take that <laughs> She takes the fucking mask from him. He's like, I am the protector. (laughs) And she's like, we'll see about that. She gives it to the corporation guy who has like a big TV event about how it's going in a museum and all this other shit. There's an exhibition. Right. For the mask because Mm -hmm. of this history of Brazil and Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yes. And they are going to put it in a museum so everybody can see it. But it's not the real one because the corporate mob guy takes Beatrice to the back room and shows her the real one, which is bloody and has chains in it so it can't attack anybody. Mm -hmm. And she shoots the dude in the fucking head. And calls it a day. And puts a, and then puts an extra gun in his hand. Right. But she, they went to bother to explain that he didn't die immediately, but on the way to the hospital, yeah, which, which didn't make weird. sense because it didn't factor into anything in the story. Right. You just should have let it, let him be let, dead. Be dead. It was so weird. I know. It felt like I was like, well, what are you trying to say? Well, yeah, like, what did we miss? Did, he, did keep... he do something to the fucking mask before he died and we didn't see it? Like, I right. don't know what's going on. Did you tell people that she shot you? Like. Right. And at the very end, you see fucking the dude with the fucking hand. He's wearing it around his neck. Still. Like a necklace. Like a necklace. Like, what the fuck style you got going on, man? And uh, it's it it does like its fingers move, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He turns his head. He's like, "It's time to survive." It's out again. Yeah, the mask is free. We must go rescue. So maybe that guy did get the mask on. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we missed something. I think we missed a lot. Well, it's not about missing. It's just. It's but just... it's okay. Uh, there was a lot of dead bodies. It was fun, I guess. There's some funny things that happen in it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this could be a six for some people, you know, maybe seven for others, you know, but I don't know. I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. I had fun with it, but it's not something I would like reach. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't like reach to go watch it all the time. You know, I'm not exactly like I want a copy for myself kind of thing. Right. Um, 
but it's still cool. Like, you know, like that they got it made. So exactly. What do you guys think? I mean, do you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you just kind of mid like we are or, you know, like there's good and bad stuff about it. But I'd love to hear what you guys think. As of next week, we got some other movies, some doozies for you. Uh, we got the a couple of movies about visitors coming to Earth from space. That was nice. Outer space. The Borrower from 1991. And Deep Space from 1988. Both of these you can find on YouTube if you like, but there is a copy of The Borrower that just came out on Blu-ray that looks way, way cooler. From Scream Factory that you can pick up uh, or, you know, buy on Amazon. If you want to buy a copy through Amazon next week, we'll have a link for you so you can do it there. But yeah, they're up on uh, YouTube if you want to check them out. Um, Not the greatest copies, honestly. um, But, you know, we do what we can with what we got. We tried to find a way to rent them and you can rent the borrower in better quality on for $1.99, I think it is. Yeah, on YouTube. So if you want to like support the movie or whatever or buy the movie, you can do that. And then the other one you cannot find anywhere to rent or buy, but you can find a copy on YouTube called Deep Space 1988 VOSE. That copy's really good. Mm -hmm. So you can check it out there. But yeah, so those look like Winners. (laughs) Winners. <laughs> actually, Yay. I almost had Plemke, who um, he actually donated a movie to us recently mm-hmm. that I'm probably going to do a YouTube video for or something. It's going to take some work because I got to like put it together. Uh, but it's a it's a movie called As the Gods Will. He wanted me to get the borrower. And I was like up in the air between oh. those two. Uh, uh-huh. So but I guess I still really want to watch it. I so. guess so. We'll eventually get it, I'm sure. But I remember watching it back in the day. I remember seeing it on the shelf. And it always kind of reminded me of Nightbreed, like the guy from Nightbreed. Mm -hmm. But it's actually the guy from the remake of Night of the Living Dead that Tom Savini directed. Oh, okay. The dickhead guy that's in the, the, you know what I mean, that's always being a dick in the fucking movie. Right. Tom Towles. Mm -hmm. So he's really good. And that's his, I'm pretty sure that's his role in this movie. But uh, yeah, guys, that's it for this week's episode. So I hope you're ready for next week. Visitors from outer space. So we should have fun with that. If you guys have any suggestions, you can always present it to us. Someone offered Antrim and we might put it in our Voidtober. So, you know, we're always open to it. If you guys have suggestions or if you want to buy a movie, we have our Amazon list. You can buy on that and we will guaranteed watch and review mm-hmm. on either YouTube or the podcast. The podcast. So, but uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always, long live the void.